0: Welcome to Season 2 of A New Voice of Freedom. The podcasts are taken from four volumes in Defense of Christianity, written by Ronald Keith Messer. Podcast 40 is entitled, Our Divine Nature. Ron, I suppose we could all naturally ask, who is God?
1: Perhaps no greater description can be given of God, the Father of us all, than to say that He is at one with the Law of Justice. Which is why he is omnipotent and omniscient. In our mortal state, we cannot comprehend omnipotence, all-powerful, and omniscience, all-knowing, any more than we can comprehend perfection.
0: Another question we may naturally ask is, what does an omnipotent and omniscient being expect of us?
1: First, he wants us to again be perfect as we once were when we lived with him. To do that, we must also be at one with the law of justice. However, we cannot do that on our own, and that is why He sent His only begotten Son into the world. Ultimately, perfection, preservation, immortality, and eternal life can only come through the law of mercy. The conditional laws of this mortal world cannot perfect us, nor preserve us, nor sanctify us. Through the law of mercy brought about by Christ, we can once again be at one with the law of justice. Because of the atonement of Christ, God can be both perfectly just and perfectly merciful without contradiction. God is our Creator because He is just. God is our Savior because He is merciful. Justice alone can overcome chaos. Mercy alone can overcome the power of justice.
0: We focus on the cross of Christ, as well we should, but perhaps forget the suffering of the Father who had to watch his only begotten son suffer innocently for the sins of an ungrateful world. How many parents have suffered intolerably because of the suffering of their children? It is perhaps easy to overlook the fact that God allowed his only begotten son to suffer because he had empathy for our suffering. God, to be God, must be just. But to be merciful, Christ had to satisfy the law of justice. It was the Father's plan for our Savior to sacrifice His life for mankind. Christianity's favorite scripture is as much about the Father as it is about the Son. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. John 3.16
1: some of us appear unwilling to accept the fact that we really are the literal offspring of God, born into His kingdom of royal birth. John tells us, Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when He shall appear, we shall be like Him, for we shall see Him as He is. 1 John 3, 2.
0: Peter tells us, Simon Peter, Whereby are we unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these ye may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. And besides this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and to your virtue knowledge, and to knowledge temperance, and to temperance patience, and to patience godliness, and to godliness brotherly kindness, Give diligence to make your calling and election sure, for if ye do these things, ye shall never fall. Second Peter 1,
1: 1-10. However, because of the veil drawn over our minds when we were born into mortality, we have forgotten that we knew Christ before we came to earth. All of us who came to earth were actually involved in the war in heaven against Lucifer and his angels. We fought on the side of Michael. That is what earned us the right to come to earth and gain a body. On earth, however, we have to rediscover Christ. Because of the veil, we have forgotten our former home. The romantic poet William Wordsworth, in his poem, Ode, Intimations of Immortality, from Recollections of Early Childhood, said it this way, There was a time when meadow, grove, and stream, The earth and every common sight to me did seem appareled in celestial light. THE GLORY AND THE FRESHNESS OF A DREAM, IT IS NOT NOW AS IT HATH BEEN OF YORE. TURN WHERESOEVER I MAY, BY NIGHT OR DAY, THE THINGS WHICH I HAVE SEEN I NOW CAN SEE NO MORE.
0: LATER IN THE POEM, WORDSWORTH DESCRIBES THE veil THIS WAY, OUR BIRTH IS BUT A SLEEP AND A FORGETTING, THE SOUL THAT RISES WITH US, OUR life's STAR, HATH HAD ELSEWHERE ITS SETTING. And cometh from afar, not in entire forgetfulness and not in utter nakedness, but trailing clouds of glory, do we come from God, who is our home. Heaven lies about us in our infancy. Shades of the prison house begin to close upon the growing boy, but he beholds the light, and whence it flows, he sees it in his joy. The youth, who daily farther from the east must travel, still is nature's priest, and by the vision splendid is on his way attended. At length the man perceives it die away and fade into the light of common day.
1: We, of course, must ask why a veil was drawn over our minds. The answer is simple. Without the veil, we could not have agency. The reason we left heaven to come to earth was so that we could have agency. If a visible God stood over our shoulders all the time, we would not dare sin. Another reason the veil was necessary was to help us to develop the power of faith. Those who understand faith understand that faith is one of the greatest powers on earth. Faith combines temporal laws and spiritual laws, earth and heaven, God and man. It is faith that brings the spirit of man in conjunction with the Spirit of God, making all things possible. It is probably accurate to say that none of us access the full potential of our faith. In fact, most of us probably run on one cylinder of an antique Ford motor when we actually have the potential power of a NASA space launch. Faith provokes people to action and removes the barrier of darkness and fear. Faith is courage under uncertainty, making the timid bold and the fearful brave, replacing the heart of a mouse with the heart of a lion. Faith parts the dark clouds, allowing light to shine through.
0: When the veil is lifted, faith, as we understand it in mortality, will no longer be required for we will have perfect knowledge. To inherit the kingdom of God, we must develop faith in God away from His presence. For ye are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. Galatians 3.26
1: We sometimes get mad at god because he doesn't play by our rules our rules however will not get us back to heaven to live with god we must live by his rules james tells us to be a doer of the word
0: when christ comes john tells us that we will be rewarded according to our works then saith he unto me see that thou do it not for i am thy fellow servant And of thy brethren the prophets, and of them which keep the saying of this book, worship God. And he saith unto me, seal not the sayings of the prophecy of this book, for the time is at hand. He that is unjust, let him be unjust still, and he that is filthy, let him be filthy still, and he that is righteous, let him be righteous still, and he that is holy, let him be holy still. And behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me, to give every man according to his work shall be. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Blessed are they that do his commandments, that they may have right to the tree of life, and may enter in through the gates of the city. For without are dogs, and sorcerers, and whoremongers, and murderers, and idolaters, and whosoever loveth and maketh a lie. I, Jesus, have sent mine angel to testify unto you these things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David, and the bride and morning star. And the spirit and the bride say, Come, and let him that heareth say, Come, and let him that is athirst come. And whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. Revelation 22, 9-17
1: We must become perfect as our Father which is in heaven is perfect. The law of justice requires it. The law of mercy makes it possible. Christ doesn't require that we live the laws perfectly. However, to preserve agency and free will, He requires that we strive to live the laws, and He will make up the difference. Only Christ can make us perfect, as Paul said, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Hebrews 12.2
0: A theme that you repeat often in your books is that something can never come from nothing. Perfection can never come from imperfection. Christ was the only perfect being to live on this earth. Therefore, Christ is the author of perfection. Before even coming to the earth, we agreed to become subjects to the trials of life and to obey the laws of Christ. Peter refers to life on earth as the trial of our faith. That the trial of your faith, being much more precious than the gold that perisheth, Though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Christ. 1 Peter one seven.
1: Through the fall of Adam we were disinherited, suffering both a physical and a spiritual death. The role of Christ is to restore our inheritance. For they shall inherit the earth, Matthew 5.5, shall inherit everlasting life, Matthew 19.29. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you, Matthew twenty five, thirty four. Promise of eternal inheritance. Hebrews nine fifteen. Inherit all things. Revelation twenty one seven.
0: As Paul tells us, the Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit, that we are children of God, and if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joined heirs with Christ. If so be that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified together. Romans
1: 8.16 Even God is tied to his own perfections. The law of justice is not arbitrary, and no one is above the law, not even God. To paraphrase Keats, law is truth, truth law. That is all ye know on earth and all ye need to know. I beg the ingenious Keats' pardon for plagiarizing his enigmatic couplet, beauty is truth, truth beauty. I study the great poets of the world such as Keats. They often see things that the rest of us miss. Poetry cuts across timelines, religions, cultures, and philosophies. It is non-denominational and proves that truth is universal. Truth cannot be imprisoned within the walls of any man-made institution. Seek truth and every door will fly open and pour out its wisdom as in a stream. Seek orthodoxy and every door will slam shut walling you in the cell of your own scholarly ignorance
0: however as much as i admire the great writers of the world for clarity i look to the apostles and prophets they are a filter through which all spiritual truth should be strained the great books give us truth that helps us navigate the crooked road to hana in our earthly paradise but only the holy scriptures can help us navigate the straight and narrow path to heavenly paradise, where the pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb, leads to the tree of life. It was also the Apostle Paul who succinctly told us what we must do to inherit the kingdom of God. And now abideth faith, hope, and charity. These three, but the greatest of these is charity. 1 Corinthians thirteen thirteen. Thank you for listening. Watch for our next podcast.
1: In Defense of Christianity is available at RonaldMesser.com.